Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Jen Berkeley-Jackson. She's the owner of the Insight Advantage, a full-service research firm that helps organizations implement a variety of customer feedback tools, including phone and online surveys, focus groups, and one-on-one interviews. She also happens to be the organizer of Product Camp Silicon Valley, or PCAMP, which is one of the biggest unconferences in North America. So welcome, Jen. Thank you. Nice to be here, Linda. Thanks a lot. Great. Now, first of all, I have to ask you, what on earth is an unconference? <laughs> it is a funny, funny little title, isn't it? Um, so unconferences are a form of open space technology. That's the formal term that I've found that explain these weird animals. Um, and I didn't know what they were up until I actually volunteered in one. So um, what they do is they bring together people with common interests and it gives an organic, uh, democratic approach to setting the agenda and the topics that are going to be covered. Um, and they evolved from events that people in the technology world started throwing that stepped away from tr- traditional methods because they wanted to encourage more collaboration and creativity than typical conferences where topics are selected months beforehand and um, the presenters consist mostly of the people who spent the most dollars to get a slot, you know, industry sponsors that are talking about their products versus real-life people talking about, you know, what's going on in the real world around whatever the topic is. Good. So, so that gives you an idea of what it is. But tell me what's the advantages of an unconference versus a regular conference. Yeah. You know, why would, why would you do an unconference? Why would you so, do this thing? A big picture is that it creates a, a space for peer-to-peer learning and collaboration and creativity, which I mentioned. Uh, and I think it, it gives you the potential to have um, attendees leave with much more value than a traditional conference where you've you know, collected business cards and tchotchkes, but you may not, n- nothing might really stick to what you're going to take back to the work world. Um, I think that unconferences give the possibility to get information that's extremely relevant to what's going on right now in an industry or in an interest area when the conference happens. By allowing the agenda of topics to be determined real time on the spot, it's more likely that the most current hot issues are going to be covered, making the content more relevant. And, you know, people, it's, it's more worth their time. Um, it also provides a more engaging two-way environment if participants are able to choose topics that are presented themselves, then they're more likely to get value from each session and maybe feel more of a, a stake to participate also. And uh, the format just broadens the field of people who can lead a session too. It begs for a more interactive approach to sessions, and presenters hopefully are, are more like facilitators of conversations about topics than in a traditional conference. Again, much more engaging to uh, participate in a conversation about a sticky point around whatever the conference is about uh, versus watching an expert speak from bullets on a PowerPoint. So you're finding that when you do these conferences, um, even though you have experts, because the topics are decided in real time, the presentations are less formal, they're more interactive? Definitely, and that's the hope. It's, you know, 
in the conferences that I've uh, helped throw, it's a constant uh, re-education, I guess, of the people attending to tell them it's okay if you don't feel like you have anything to talk about. If you just have a problem that you want to throw out to a group of your peers and um, you know, facilitate a conversation around that, that's a session. That is a legitimate session. And so we're constantly having to educate people around, I guess, reframing in their mind what is a legitimate session for an unconference because it just throws all of your normal assumptions up on their, their head, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know when I'm, when I'm coming to this event. I don't know exactly who I'm going to see that day. Yeah, you have no idea who you're going to see that day. And uh, the funny thing is we've had people come to a, an unconference thinking they were going to be passive observers, and they end up pitching a topic and, and getting a spot in the afternoon. Wow. So you've got to be prepared. So that's how, yeah, you've got, you've got to be prepared and be open and, and, and be ready to be inspired by things that are happening that might give you a great idea of something that you want to pitch as a topic. I've had that happen to to uh, to me when I went to a a different unconference and just picked a couple of topics and next thing I know I was up there presenting them. So, there you go. Well, <laughs> so tell us about some of the specific features of an unconference. How does this work? How do you manage this? <laughs> well, it's it's funny because the conferences um that I've been involved in organizing are like uber unconferences, over 500 people. Wow. But, um, you know, you could have an unconference with five people, theoretically, and that really was the initial intent. Um, the key feature is there's no published agenda of topics ahead of time. We we talked about that. And all of your communications up front are focused on what's the focus of the event to help people understand who should attend, um, is this something that I have something to contribute to or I want to learn from, but it's not focused on specific topics or specific speaker, so there's no keynote speaker that's going to you know get get attention, right? Um, as for the specific features, I, I can kind of go through the flow of what happens when you show up at one of these events. Yeah, that would be useful because I'm sure a lot of people listening have not been to an unconference before. Right. So um, attendees, when they arrive, are encouraged to think about posting topics to speak on or facilitate when they get there. So again, everybody is a potential presenter or facilitator. And they're usually flip charts or poster boards in a designated area. And they're encouraged to take a broad liberal view of what a presentation is. And we've, we've covered that. Um, for bigger unconferences, sometimes that process is done online ahead of time for the morning sessions and then on site for the afternoon sessions. Um, but then next, the next part of it is that each attendee is given a fixed number of votes to distribute among the topics once voting starts. Um, you know, and it can be as, as low-tech as sticky dots to put up on the poster boards and somebody counts them. I mean, it's that um, unsophisticated. So voting opens, people have their votes to distribute, they see all the topics and they start putting their votes up. Then the topics, once voting is done, are selected entirely based on that popular vote credentials, speaking experience, none of that has any impact on selection. It's all about the democratic process. And then the agenda would be posted after those votes are counted, and then people see what topics have been chosen and decide where they're going to go. And what's interesting is um, participants are encouraged to politely vote with their feet is the term. 
if they go to a session that isn't quite what they thought it was going to be or it's just not what they wanted to hear, they can politely go on to another room in the same session. Um, again, it's just so free form. It flies in the face of you know our normal uh, trained behavior around conferences. And um, I think the, the other thing that makes them unique is um, we try to solicit note takers in each session so we can post uh, notes and even slide decks after the session so people who wanted to go to three different things at one time and weren't able to, they can still access the content of that. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a situation where a, a topic sounds good, the presenter sounds like, gee, that, that's good, it's voted on, and then the topic is just a dud? Has oh, yeah, yeah that, that happens even when you pay for a, a huge conference well, that's that, where you need to agenda ahead, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, so then yeah, people get up and they walk out. Yeah, that does happen. What, you know what, what's interesting? Sometimes we end up with situations where, I mean, maybe it's it's that dynamic where a session may have gotten a lot of votes, but not very many people end up in that session. So we assign rooms based on number of votes, and sometimes it get, gets kind of lopsided that way. It's it's very messy and unscientific, but that's just part of what people buy into when they go to one of these conferences. Great. So finally, are there any tips you could give us for people who are thinking of, of throwing this type of event? Yeah, I think... Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I got involved in going and volunteering at one of these events because I just didn't understand how it would work. I'm I'm pretty left-brained, and I like things organized and tidy and, and process-oriented. But you have to not get wrapped up too much in trying to manage things. You know, you have to take a whole different approach to this kind of event, be willing to leave things a little unstructured. Um, the key word is go with the flow and, and include that in any messages to attendees or to potential attendees, especially for people who haven't been to that type of event. I would also say start small. You know, if you're doing this for the first time, I'd consider limiting your first unconference to, you know, under 50 people. See what works, what doesn't, and then that way you're even more comfortable keeping things organic and flexible. I mean, it's pretty stressful with, 650 people keeping things organic and flexible, but you know we're able to do that because we started small and we built from there. Um, and the other thing is encourage people to volunteer. Again, it that's not how people are used to participating in a conference, but when you start talking about it takes a village to run a conference like this, people um, like that. You know, they start feeling ownership about the conference and get more involved in other ways. And that could be either before the conference or during the event. That's interesting. And, and like I said, I've been to one, and, and I was surprised at how, how it all came together. Yeah. I was pretty skeptical to start with. And how long have you been doing these now? Uh, let's see. This year is going to be my fourth that I've attended and the third that I've organized. Okay, great. And tell us about the conference that's coming up for uh, that's the Product Camp Silicon Valley. How can we find out more about that? Right. So uh, it's on March 23rd at eBay. It's a full day, and it's free based on uh, sponsorship but that's not necessarily a criteria for an unconference. I just want to throw that out. Um, And you can find out more at productcampsiliconvalley.org. Hey, productcampsiliconvalley.org. Thank you so much. We've been talking with Jen Berkeley-Jackson. She's the owner of the Inside Advantage, but she's also the organizer of Product Camp Silicon Valley, which has just been a leader in this whole unconference concept and been very, very successful. So thank you, Jen, for talking with us today. Thank you. Okay, this is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. We'll see you next time. 
We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.